0: As far as joy is concerned with the nervous system, we need to feel pleasure in order to renegotiate the difficulty. So it's not just a, it's not a luxury. It's not like, oh, the pleasure and joy are the cherry on top of the Sunday, And once you finally get there, you get that. No, it's like moment to moment, we need to remember to locate what's working on every level, like lots of things working inside of our bodies cells that are doing their own work and organs that are working that we have no conscious control over. There's way, way, way more health than there is lack of health in our systems for us to even be able to be here. So moment to moment, we have to be available to the things that are working. So I call that what's right attention, because everything in the world is pointing us towards what's wrong attention.
1: Kimberly Ann Johnson is a somatic experiencing practitioner, author, breath coach, entrepreneur, educator, and she's a friend. She actually lives near me in San Diego. I've known Kimberly for a few years and have been very impressed by how she talks about healing our nervous system in a way I have never really heard spoken about before. And she's helped thousands of women heal. She's actually the one who introduced me to the concept and phrase vitamin joy. I heard her say it in a talk she gave, and I just loved it. Kimberly's first book, The Fourth Trimester, Healing Your Body, Balancing Your Emotions, and Restoring Your Vitality, is about what happens after women give birth, and it was a huge hit and has been published in seven languages around the world. She's a brand new book right now called Call of the Wild, How We Heal Trauma, Awaken Our Body, and Use It for Good. It's packed with science and information about our nervous systems and how we can heal it to reclaim our own natural power after experiencing trauma. All of us have had some kind of trauma, especially after this year, and Kimberly's big on helping us heal our nervous systems so we can have more vitamin joy. Today's show talks about actionable things we can do to heal ourselves. Things that are accessible like breath work, including the fight breath, which we do and you can too, cold immersion, orienteering, and making a blue sandwich. You'll have to listen to find out what that is. It's a great episode, one I think you'll enjoy. I'm Shelby Stanger, and this is Vitamin Joy. Okay, Kimberly and Johnson, welcome to Vitamin Joy. Thank you. We just did a little breath exercise and you are super into breath. So I thought we could just start with breath work and what kind of breath work you like, how it's helped you. You talk about it very little bit in your new book, Call of the Wild, which we're gonna talk about later, but just breath work and how it's helped you, what you like.
0: I love breath work. I was very skeptical. I'm a yoga teacher. And I did a lot of years of pranayama and I was just like, who are these people with the capital B breathwork that think they've come in and reinvented the wheel that for thousands of years we've been doing pranayama. But I reluctantly went to a class and luckily the teacher didn't take my attitude personally. He just kind of rolled with it because I was like, oh, is this totally new? And lo and behold, it was new. And for me, the thing that really differentiates breathwork from yogic pranayama is that the focus on yogic pranayama is control. Controlling the breath, extending the breath, long breath holds. And the focus in breathwork is generally, even though there's a structure, is to create charge in your system so you actually lose control. And what I've found with, especially in my healing practice, but also for myself, is that for me, it was very easy to do the relaxing breath, the long breath holds, but to to have that activation in my system and sustain it was challenging for me. So it really, both the breath work itself, and then the group of people that I found myself breathing with, which was also deliberate on my part, because, because I work with women's health, and I'm a single mom, I was w- around women all the time. Yeah. And not around men, hardly at all. And so I thought, wow, okay, well, here's this embodiment practice where there's actually a good mix of men and women. So let me go be around that and be in male energy that I'm getting really out of touch with and breath work tends to be a community like that, where there's all different kinds of people. And it was the first, it's the first community that I've been a part of that in yoga, we call it a sangha, which is just another word for community. That's like not pretentious. That's totally like people just acting normally. Like there's no like way you have to behave to do breath work. So I feel like for me, it's hard for me to even separate the impacts of breath itself from the community that I'm a part of, because that community feeling and breathing together with other people was also very supportive for me in maintaining the practice. So I love lots of different kinds of breath work. I love wind breathing. Uh, I love connected breathing. I did a rebirthing training. And I do love yoga pranayama also.
1: What's, um, so when you say Wim breathing, that's Wim Hof breathing for anyone listening. Um, and what's cool is I've actually done the group that Kimberly belongs to. There's a group actually, Encinitas Carl's Bad Area. Um, guys, girls, a lot of athletes, a lot of non-athletes that just get together in someone's garage and do breathing and then jump in an ice bath. And it's really cool. So curious just because so many people on this, you know, vitamin joy is about little things you can do to bring more joy to your life, like taking a vitamin breath work has been a really good vitamin for you that's brought you joy. Is there something that people could try at home, obviously consult your doctor or whatever if if you need to, but that you just sort of love that is accessible for people?
0: Sure. Well, I love the deliberate mouth breathing. So there's a lot out there that's like only nose breathe, only mouth breathe, only do this because each style has their thing that they're working towards. If we're chronically habitually breathing through our mouth, that's not so good for us. But if we're deliberately breathing through our mouth, that can have a really charging element to it. Oftentimes, getting in ice is a lot easier if you've done some breathing first before you've gotten in the ice. So you can breathe in and out through your mouth. I really like doing fight breathing. So you could. Ooh, what's fight breathing? You could, you could do it lots of different ways. Um, I learned this from Caster, Casper van der Meulen. But what I consider a fight breath is where you take a breath in through your mouth. And then when you're exhaling, you say the sound, hot. I won't say it too loud because it'll hurt everyone's ears. But at the same time as you say it, you also stick your tongue out and you flex the front of your body. So you, um, are, Is it like the New Zealand warrior dance? It's kind of like, yeah, the hakas. It's like that. You stick your tongue out, but you flex as if you were like a bodybuilder where you're flexing your spine and flexing your arms at the same time. So you're doing all of the things for sympathetic Nervous system arousal. You're flexing your muscles. You're using strong percussive sound. And you're breathing in through your mouth. So it's a healthy fight expression. And a lot of times people are walking around with depression or anxiety. That's like unmobilized energy. And trying not to be angry and calm down. And sometimes that's the exact opposite of what we should do. We should give ourselves some expression for that energy. So you breathe in through your mouth like this. Like you're breathing in through a boba straw, and then
1: let's all try it. Okay, again. <sighs> um, I wish this was video because we'll just have to do maybe like an Insta Live or sure. a video after because Kimberly has got her tongue out and she just looks, she's actually wearing a jaguar <laughs> dress and looks so fierce right now. <laughs> It feels so good.
0: It feels really good, right? And then sometimes people laugh like they're like, oh, it's fight, it's aggressive. And then they laugh because it's we're playing, right? So kids do this all the time. Kids are Kids are regulating their nervous system all the time through play. They're playing, even hide and seek is a cat and mouse game of come get me, I'm gonna move away, right? If you have a ball, you're pushing and pulling at the same time. So those are all just ways that our system has inbuilt to renegotiate what we're calling trauma which is just like past things that come into our present but doing it in a way that we actually sometimes can get more energy from it
1: we're going to take a quick break to hear from sponsors stay tuned because the podcast gets even better lazy acres natural markets is one of my favorite grocery stores in southern california they started in 1991 in santa barbara and have the highest quality local produce grass-fed meats wild-caught seafoods, and my favorite, an amazing already-prepared food section with sushi salads and an amazing juice bar. They also have huge selections of vitamins, supplements, and specialty foods you would not find in other places like gluten-free crackers, vegan ice creams, and delicious desserts. No matter where you are in your wellness journey, the Lazy Acres team is there to help you find your perfect products, They're also committed to their community, making the neighborhoods they serve a better place. They're part of 1% for the Planet Network, and they give 1% of private label item sales to local nonprofits who share their mission of making the earth a healthier, greener place. Check out one of the five Lazy Acres locations in California for visiting. You'll often find me at their one in Encinitas. You can also check out lazyacres.com for weekly specials, exact store locations, their wellness blog, and more. Okay. So this is so cool. Cause your book is called the wild, how we heal trauma, awaken our power and use it for good. I actually have the heart, the, the hardcover just got sent yeah, to my house. That was really cool. It was Beautiful. And, um, and I think it's so cool because there's all these, you know, trauma is one of those things where I've, I've done another, I'm doing another episode on it. It's one of those things I used to think was just you get in a car accident and that's trauma or someone dies and that's trauma and it can come in all these ways. And you talk about all these ways that you can heal trauma and awaken your power for good. And one of those things is like, I guess, feel your expressions and use breath and all these things we have tools for that are not that hard, not as hard as going to therapy for years and years and years and years. Like immediately, I just feel so much better. And also acknowledging the feelings we have, especially something like anger, which is not always the most fun emotion to have or popular, especially if you're a woman.
0: Totally. Yeah. Women Uh, political candidates, people in the public eye, they're discouraged from showing anything that has to do with disagreement, disgust, or scorn. Their likability ratings go down. So you can be sure that Kamala and Elizabeth Warren and all the women that were in that last race were getting coached regularly on maintaining their smile, maintaining their likability and agreeability. And the difficulty with that is like we all want to feel good, right? We all want to feel the good emotions. We all want to feel joy. Like that's that's we're, we're all trying to feel good. We want to look good and we want to feel good. So, we want to feel good and the thing is is that those full range of expressions are part of actually feeling good because we feel worse when there's no place for them to go. And specifically when it comes to that healthy aggression that depending on your religious upbringing and your family situation and certainly for the most part, female conditioning, it's like be polite, be nice, and keep the peace because we're really specifically wired to really understand and perceive how everyone else is feeling through estrogen and oxytocin. So if we have a place for those feelings, some I mean, you ask a lot of women, and they're like, I don't even know when I feel angry, or I don't remember the last time I feel angry, they're much more likely to be able to tell you when they're feeling worried or sad. Um, But if people are feeling really angry, it's like that is activation energy that needs some place to go. And if it doesn't get outwardly moved, not dumping on people, not turning all your moral outrage and projecting it onto people, but like like road rage, (laughs) road rage. um, Those are all misdirected anger responses. There's a way that we can mobilize them and use them. And, And specifically as women, that's actually what heals us from the freeze and from the earlier flight responses is like an ability to stay present, an ability to hold that energy and to use it. So for me, when I do those fight breaths, it's like it's a little silly, but it also like I notice afterwards like I get a little bit hotter. I feel like I have a little bit more presence. My eyes are wider, but not in the deer and headlights way, like in just like a way that I'm like more here. And I think that's what we all want is to become more present to what's around us and to the joy that life does have in the present moment. But we can't see if that angers or it's turned in on us, right? Like a lot of people are just their anger is turned in and they have an autoimmune problem or they have, you know, that's like the cells attacking itself instead of like a direction for that energy to go.
1: Ooh, you said a lot of good stuff here. And earlier you talked about sympathetic and I would say anybody who is like, what is sympathetic versus parasympathetic? I've read so many different definitions of parasympathetic versus sympathetic. I would just say read Kimberly's book. She goes into it in detail. And it's a lot to kind of digest on a podcast. But I really liked your explanation of it. And, and I think, you know, all of us can benefit one, the the fight breath. I just really love it. I love how I feel right now. I just feel more charged and energetic. So I hope anybody listening to this podcast who wasn't driving was able to do that. Or even if you're driving, you could probably do it um, safely. Just don't close your eyes.
0: But a good a good place to also do that is like if you are feeling frustrated with your partner or feeling frustrated with your kid, instead of trying to explain yourself one more time with words, which usually, as we all know, doesn't go that well, because the other person already knows how we feel. We're just repeating it or our kid is under six and like rational cognitive stuff's not totally clicked in that you just turn it into this thing where you're physically expressing it, but it's, you're not, it's just your expression. Right. And then, and then you can move that energy and something else can arise it's actually the thing that needs to be addressed, not all that superficial tension that we're all carrying around right now, because it's freaking stressful time. So (laughs) there's a lot of just stress that we're carrying, both in ourselves and also just perceiving everyone else who's around us, right? Like mask, no mask, vaccinated, not vaccinated, all these things that can can make us feel like, oh, I don't know where I stand. And so, you know, you're not going to do that to a stranger on the street, obviously, But like you could do it to your friend and they would laugh with you, right? (laughs) Like instead of being like, oh, you didn't call me and I felt left out. It's like, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go with this. You know, you laugh when we talk about trauma. And I think that's so cool because that's also kind of like a little taboo, laughter. And this podcast, you know, I originally just wanted to talk only about laughter because I'm so curious about the science and the power behind humor and how we can use humor to heal. And I've talked to you about this, you know, first, where does humor fit into your life? Cause I see you laugh a lot. And your laugh's really cool. It's, it's like deep and contagious. See, And it's like, it's almost like an evil, funny person, but I love it.
0: Yes. I'm famous for my cackle. Um, some people count on it. They haven't seen me in years. And like, right when they see me, they're waiting for me to laugh. Uh, you know, it's there's a way that people laugh to deflect from reality, right? That doesn't yes. feel good. It doesn't feel good no. when someone's telling you something that's important and they're laughing. It's also very weird when people report difficult things to you and then laugh while they're saying it because you're like, "Wow, you're just telling me something horrible and you're laughing at the same time." So it's important that we have a sense of coherence. And that's really what my entire book is about. Is like if you're angry, it's okay to actually be angry because how many times as women are we really angry? But we're trying to like be really nice and be diplomatic and not create conflict and all those things. And it's like, it doesn't work because the person's not perceiving the the energy of anger at the same time. That's different than just firing off at people all the time, right? But with laughter, I mean, let's face it. Like sometimes people, you know, and I, I work with trauma. And yeah, I laugh when I'm talking about it. But if I'm in session with someone and they're telling me specific details, I'm not laughing at it. But sometimes, you know, there's some really wild stuff that happens. And sometimes the appropriate thing is laughing, right? <laughs> like, it's just like, even when someone's like, yeah, well, then this happened. And then my dad died. And then this and you're just like, holy moly, like, how are you even dealing with all that? But if it's you that's doing it, you're like, oh, well, I'm just handling it. You know, like, oh, I just handle it. But sometimes laughing actually makes the other person realize like, oh my gosh, like I have got so much on my plate right now. And I'm being so hard on myself. This is like a a hilarious predicament. And I think a lot of us have found ourselves in hilarious predicaments this year. I mean, one of my close friends asked me to come visit her. She was pregnant. She was really concerned about COVID but she hadn't had any friends around and really wanted me around because I'm also a Brazil. Then I got exposed to COVID and I had to go to get a test. I'm in the middle of a book launch, my daughter's has to then stay home from school. And it's like, it's just hilarious. I mean, it's like a gong show, right? And like, but then, there's no other. like, we have to laugh. I mean, if we want to get into the science of it, you know, like laughter is oxytocin, right? Laughter is, it's a mutual exchange. Technically, it's a combination of the sympathetic system. So that fight mobilization energy with social connection. So it's, you and I relating to each other socially it's where play lives Mm. and then it's also uh some people liken it to crying that there's like a release in it you know um so some people laugh instead of cry but for me I honestly just find a lot of things really funny
1: well that's good I think that's healthy we're gonna take one more quick break don't go anywhere Viore is an incredible athleisure apparel brand I love and wear every day. They started in San Diego and make the comfiest joggers anywhere. They also make pretty much cute everything, leggings, sports bras, board shorts, hoodies, tops, and tees for men and women. It's what we all wear here in Southern California. What I love about them is not only are their clothes really comfy, but they're all about making an investment in happiness which means you can feel good about anything you buy from them, how their clothing is made, and how they contribute to a healthy planet. For our listeners, Viore is offering 20% off your first purchase. So you can get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at Vioriclothing.com slash Shelby. That's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash Shelby. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but you'll enjoy free shipping on any U.S. order over $75 and free returns. Go to VioreClothing.com slash Shelby and discover the versatility of Viore Clothing. You know, in your book, and we don't have to go too in the weeds of this, but like you do talk about like a, a rabbit who gets away from a wolf and starts shaking uncontrollably like as a, as a response, like once it gets away from almost dying and escapes death, it. You know, it had all this stress from like trying to escape death and playing dead. And then it goes and it like shakes uncontrollably. And laughter, you, sh- you shake sometimes. Did you come across any research? I'm just trying to find someone who's come across research that explains that a little bit. No,
0: but I'm not the right person to ask for that because to me, most of what I learned, like I do study neuroscience and I do study, you know, the trauma research comes out of animal behavior that is my lineage mm. Uh, but I just notice how it works. And I'm also, I'm always attuning to the other person's nervous system. So I'm, I'm watching and noticing we all are not just me. Everyone is, we all think we're like personalities talking, but we're actually nervous systems communicating to each other. So we're also just noticing where are we attuning, where are we misattuning, and how can something different arise? Right? Because none of us like to have conversations with people where they're just repetitive loops. Right. Like the people, like this podcast is called Vitamin Joy. Some people's apparent vitamin is like vitamin danger, where like everything they talk about is like bad news. You know, like I have a roommate from college that I haven't seen in 25 years. And nonetheless, she sends me periodically Facebook Messenger things and it's always bad news. And I'm just like, <laughs> no. I haven't even seen you in so long. But that shows where her nervous system is that her yeah. system, that's what it's resonating with. And that's how mm-hmm. she connects. So, Uh, As far as joy is concerned with the nervous system, we need to feel pleasure in order to renegotiate the difficulty. So it's not just a, it's not a luxury. It's not like, Oh, that's, that's the pleasure and joy are the cherry on top of the Sunday. And once you finally get there, you get that. No, it's like moment to moment. We need to remember to locate what's working because There's many, many, many more things that are working for us to be able to sit here together and have a conversation on every level, like lots of things working inside of our bodies, cells that are doing their own work and organs that are working that we have no conscious control over that are, there's way, way, way more health than there is lack of health in our systems for us to even be able to be here. So moment to moment, we have to be available to the things that are working. So I call that what's right attention, because everything in the world is pointing us towards what's wrong attention, right? What's wrong? What's wrong with the culture? What's wrong with in the media? What's wrong with each other? What's wrong with ourselves? Like even self-help is framed about like, you got to get better, you got to improve, you got to fix something. And that fix it mentality is likely to create more agita, more angst, because we're not also situated in just the truth of what's right. And that's a lot different than being a Pollyanna.
1: So, so if I hear you correctly, you know, like I have vitiligo and the times where I'm like, oh, I need it to get better. I need to get better. it like doesn't get better when I'm like, okay, it's here right now. You know, do my best, but it's not going to rule my life. It kind of gets better. So that's one thing. The second thing I'm, I'm just curious, is there a difference between focusing on what's right and gratitude?
0: For me, there is, but maybe for not for everyone. I think gratitude mm. can be a part of it. I haven't had good luck with gratitude practices, like deliberately writing down things that I'm grateful for. Because to me, forgiveness and gratitude are things that arise out of a certain kind of foundation or ground. But I know for some people, I mean, for me, it's the difference between a top-down approach of like saying affirmations, like, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Well, you could say that and be having vitiligo. That might might make it worse because you're not acknowledging the reality of your situation, right? Like this isn't Mm. about ignoring reality. I'm a devotee of reality. The truth is though, that in reality, everything that's quote unquote wrong also has something that's quote unquote right. Mm. Because that's the nature of, in somatic experiencing, we call it blue and red. You can call it yin or yang. It's always in relationships. So some people say gratitude is a practice. And I think it can be for some people, but it has to actually have the feeling tone of gratitude. It can't be thinking your gratitude. It has to be feeling your gratitude. And for me, I can't make myself feel something. So there has to be something else that happens in order for me to then have the gratitude arise, which oftentimes for me is breath work or going for a walk or doing some kind of movement that shifts me out of my normal rational thinking mind, and brings my experience into another channel.
1: Wow, you got so so much stuff there, Kimberly. And it's a, whenever I hear you speak, like it's great. And you say a lot of things that I haven't heard before. So it takes me a little bit of time to digest it. So you do breath work, you have a sense of humor, <laughs> you're big on acceptance, which is like, huge. Um, is there anything else you do that's in terms of healing that you've seen work really well with people you work with?
0: Orientation would be my number one, which is look up and look around you and do that often. So let yourself, let your eyes wander around the space that you're in. Look behind you, look below you. You're, you do this because you surf. You have to do that, right? There's some activities that we do where that's built in. We have to do that. But I'm going to bet that that's one of the reasons why surfing is really regulating. Not only do you have waves and nature and infinity because looking out at an infinite horizon really does something for our consciousness, but also because you're oriented in space. So it's really important to locate ourselves, literally. We spend so much time on screens, so much time either phone, computer, computer, car narrowing intensity and we need to let our eyes wander and we need to open and that some people say be curious well if you just let your eyes wander that curiosity may follow so instead of like gratitude well write down make yourself feel gratitude it's like well what happens if you actually locate yourself in space and you notice where you are like from where you are how far is it from the back of your head to the next thing behind you in your room wherever you are, or your car, or, you know, um, that you can perceive that without your, the eyes that you see with that you can see that with another, other faculties. So that would be the first one would just be look outside. Uh, We have this idea that the outside world isn't as trustworthy as our inner world. And we need to just keep looking inside of ourselves to solve everything because we're the microcosm of the macrocosm. But right now we really do need to look around because also often when you look around, you do find things to appreciate because there's a lot of beauty around us and that's important. It's important to recognize. So I think that's pretty simple uh, and pretty straightforward because I think most people have probably had headaches and eye stuff because of looking at screens so much. And if you can look at the horizon or above the horizon, that helps you to feel that your, your self-protective mechanisms are in place. And that helps us
1: relax. Only because you're wearing like this rad jaguar in the jungle dress, I'm asking you this, but have you ever spent time with like an animal tracker or there's this guy who wrote a book. It's sort of a tracking book, but it's also, I'm sure you know him. I don't know
0: about that, but I went hunting in October because I wrote a book about predator and prey. And I'm like, okay, that's all good. But I grew up in the suburbs. So like, let's actually put, let's like put this in place. Right. So I went on a hunt, on a deer hunt and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about listening and space and how much of the English language is based on hunting words, like crossing someone's tracks, doubling back somebody having something in your sights. There's so many expressions in English that are based on hunting And I wanted to know, okay, so if I think that being activating a jaguar or huntress energy is the reparative thing, that's a great metaphor, but can I actually do it? If I come eye to eye with a prey animal, can I actually take that animal's life? And of course, I was only hunting with meat hunters. I wasn't, we weren't trophy hunting and I went out on my own every day. We were in the wild, so we really had to track an animal. I actually, I was there for seven days And in seven days, I didn't even see one deer. So that's how not good at it I was because I saw tons (laughs) of deer tracks, but I didn't see any deer. But I did see one, but it was I was with two other, three other people, and one of them gut shot a deer and then came back to camp. And then he took me with him to track the deer and we tracked her down. And then I was part of the gutting process, but I didn't actually have to do that thing. So I learned a lot by paying attention in the woods and listening.
1: That's fascinating. Um, and you've done a podcast on your hunting experience, right? On your own podcast.
0: Uh, I actually never did. I thought I was going to, but I'm not very good at doing solo podcasts. I like to be in conversation.
1: Got it. Well, maybe one day I can interview about it because it's really interesting. I have a lot more questions. <laughs> um, so just other one last thing that you do that you really like when I met you, you were doing a lot of ice bass and cold submersion. And you went to Poland and literally like studied with like the Wim Hof guru people, which is so awesome. What is it about cold immersion that you really love and, and how does it help with trauma and healing? Because a lot of people are into this right now. A lot of people are taking cold showers. They're buying um, coolers. They're taking ice baths.
0: Yeah, I went to Iceland and I went to Holland. Oh, you, uh, oh, you went
1: to Iceland, not Poland. Yeah, I went
0: to Iceland in February. Nice. I wanted to go in the ocean, in the freezing ocean. Uh, what do I love about it? I love how it just gets me out of my mind instantly. I just went in day before last because I was just feeling like there's just too much in my brain, too much I was grinding on, too many things I was worried about that I had no business worrying about. And like basically the minute you get in ice, you can't think about anything else other than what's happening at that moment. So the requirement of focus. But also, I healed allergies. So I used to have allergies. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm probably still allergic to dogs and cats. But I used to wake up every morning with a runny nose. My eyes used to itch all the time. Um, Dust and everything. My histamine response has just completely changed since I've been doing ice. Uh, So those are those would be the two main things. I can also feel when I go a while not doing it that my nervous system and immune system just aren't as strong.
1: So interesting. those
0: are the three things that I've really gotten out of it. And then as I've gotten more quote unquote advanced, you know, doing it for longer, let's say I've been doing, I think about three years at first I was all about just how long I could stay in. So I built up until I think in the first two months I stayed in for 17 minutes and everyone was just like, what are you like, what's going on? Who are you? And then I realized, oh, that's just a functional freeze state. Like I've given birth before. Like I know how to I've done 10-day meditations of 14 hours a day of stillness and silence. I my system knows how to do that. That's a parasympathetic free state. Now it's a lot healthier than a lot of the other free states that you could find <laughs> yourself in and it's voluntary. But like oh my system knows that. But my system like I said doesn't know that charged activation. It doesn't prefer that. So what I started doing was just adjusting the practice for that. So Now, sometimes I go in the ice 45 seconds, then I get out, I warm myself up, I get back in, I get out, I warm myself up, I get back in, instead of trying to just stay for a really long time. So some people have this thing of like, it's about mental toughness, and their mind is telling them they need to get out. And some people, it's their body that's telling them they need to get out. For me, my mind will just override my body and I'll just keep staying. So I need other people around or I need my other <laughs> rational mind online that's like, yeah, maybe five minutes is enough. Because statistically, <laughs> nothing more happens after three minutes. That's what the science shows. Once I got to 17 minutes, I'm, a, I'm like, okay, so what if, what am I proving here? Like, okay, so I'm a beast. okay that's good. (laughs) Like, that's great. And like, I know I'm mentally tough. Okay. But like, but then what, like what, I mean, no one's giving prizes out for like, how long you stay in an ice bath. Is it making me a nicer person? Is it, you know, like, what's it doing? So physiologically, I realized, okay, for me, I need to be doing these alternations. Because it was very easy for me to get in and just be super quiet. And everyone thought I was like, really Zen. And that's what people thought when I was giving birth to. They're like, oh, this is so easy for you. You were so quiet. Meanwhile, on the inside, I wasn't feeling calm at all. I was feeling really anxious. I was feeling like I needed help and no one was helping me. So I wasn't able to verbalize that. So now, in the ice, when I get in, I let myself swear. I do fight breathing. Um, I react because I need help reacting. Whereas I see a lot of people that go in the ice, you see that the opposite is the problem for some people. So it really depends on where your nervous system is at, but it's a very visceral way to train your system because you're training yourself to have, you're gonna have a fight or flight response when you get in, then you're gonna have a a time when your system sets and it helps you feel that, right? It helps you feel, oh, okay, I just had a startle response. Okay, long exhale. Okay, oh, my breathing is still fast. My heart rate's still a little faster. Okay, oh, now I'm able to, oh, I couldn't look at anyone. Now I can look up and out a little bit, okay. Oh, and then usually around 45 seconds to 115, you just get a down regulation, you settle a little bit, and then you're able to just breathe calmly, and you took yourself through a stress cycle.
1: So you just explained your work in like the best way I've, I've heard it explained, so thank you. It's really interesting when you work with people who've experienced trauma, and for some people, when they experienced trauma, they needed to speak out and they didn't for some people they um spoke out whatever too much and the ice bath sounds like a really you just said it a visceral way to to show that. That's so interesting. I, I, ah, my mind is spinning, but it's really fascinating and now I'm sort of understanding Wim Hof's work also a lot more. So you got this new book, Call of the Wild. It's coming out in days, nine days, seven days. By the time this podcast comes out, it'll be out in like a week. It's awesome. Um What do you hope to, how do you hope to change the conversation with this book? And how do you hope it's perceived and received in the world?
0: So the book comes out of my work with women healing from birth trauma and sexual boundary violations. And then, you know, in the midst of writing the book, the pandemic happened. And my, my goal with really all my work is to help people become more human and more humane. And to to be able to love each other better, and what I see going on right now is extreme polarization, a need to categorize people and label them, uh, deciding whose voices are more important than than other voices, and I see that I see why it's happening, but I also want to provide tools for people to be able to come home to themselves and communicate from that center. So that's really the aim of this book.
1: That is awesome. I'm really excited for it to come out into the world and for more people to learn about your work, do ice baths, do fight breasts. Um, so I ask all my guests this question. One, where are you getting your vitamin joy most lately?
0: Well, I mean, I get a ton of vitamin joy from my daughter because she's growing and she's playing guitar. So I'm hearing her like riff on her guitar in the other room all the time. She just wrote a zine. Uh, and so, you know, to see what she's, how she's perceiving life. It's just very joyful for me. Did you watch riot girl? Oh yeah. Yeah. She's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. She's a huge fan of bikini kill and it's just really interesting to see the ways that I'm in her, but also she's becoming her own person. It's very joyful to have a book out into the world. You know, people are starting to read it and tell me how it's impacting them. Writing a book is really hard. So this is the best part of it when people are finally it's in their hands and they're finally able to engage and then report back like, Oh, you know, I was finally able to have a conversation with this person. My own dad told me we had a super heated conversation about racism and anti-racism. And then at the end of the conversation, he goes, well, but I've read the Jaguar book. So I know that we can have conflict, but we can still stay in connection. And, you know, that's really nothing better than that than to have that with your own family, um, to think that we could disagree, which we have pretty much my whole life about things like politics <laughs> and still be able to have a conversa- important conversations and love each other through those conversations.
1: That's really cool. And if we could give our listeners one vitamin joy challenge for this week, I mean, obviously go try Fight Breath. Is there anything else you recommend?
0: Well, I would like people to try a blue sandwich a blue sandwich remember earlier in this episode we talked about orientation so blue sandwiches you let your eyes move and your head move and you notice something in your environment and like if your eyes are like a bird then they land on the branch of something so in my case I'm looking at the sparkling ocean that's something outside of me and then I come inside of me And I notice, okay, what's one thing that feels good inside of me? Okay, I feel like a little, almost like a little bigger than a golf ball shaped sort of glistening feeling in my chest. And then I just notice it feeling good. And then the minute that it might start to feel not so good because your mind will take you to something that hurts or doesn't feel good, then you look outside yourself again and you notice something else in your space. It doesn't have to be something special, like my eyes landed on a turquoise sharpie. And then you go, turquoise sharpie. And that's a blue sandwich. So you see something outside of you and you land and you pause. And then you notice something that feels good. That's what's blue. Blue is something that registers in your body as pleasurable. If you can't find anything pleasurable in your body, then just find the least painful thing. And then you look outside yourself again. And if you can do a blue sandwich once a day, twice a day, you'll start to train your what's right attention. And don't let yourself talk yourself into thinking you're avoiding and you're not like you're, it's not real. Um, you're just training yourself to see something and notice something that's a little different.
1: I love this. Kimberly, thank you so much for doing this podcast, for your work in the world. Where's the best place for people to engage with you and find more?
0: Uh, my website, KimberlyAnnJohnson.com. You can go there. And if you're curious about the book, you can download the first chapter for free or Instagram. I'm Johnson on Instagram as well. And I'm pretty active over there, especially at the moment. Those are the two best places. Or Barefoot Coffee on Cedros. That's a great joy for me. Even for some people, it's not. But when I see p- and when I see people in real life that are like, oh, I'm in our breath collective and I've breathed with you every Monday for a year. To me, that, like, that's like makes my day. So if you see me out in the wild and you want to say hi, I'm all about it. I love talking to people. I love chatting with strangers.
1: That is so awesome. Your vitamin joy challenge this week is go make that blue sandwich. Look up and around. Find something that feels good inside you. And then look out. And let's focus on what's right. I love that. Kimberly, I appreciate you for teaching me about some of the things I've really never explored before until meeting you. You can get Kimberly's book, Call of the Wild, how we heal trauma, awaken our body and use it for good and get it everywhere books are sold. You can also go to KimberlyAnnJohnson.com for her classes, her books and so much more. Special thanks to my amazing audio editor, Jennifer McCord, who makes this podcast happen. And also to an amazing audiogram designer who I actually met on Instagram, Ariana Starkman. She's amazing. Please go to shelbystanger.com slash vitaminjoy for the show notes of this episode and all others. Don't forget to write a review wherever you're listening to this show. That being said, I hope you all have a great week. You can shop at Lazy Acres, go to vioreclothing.com slash Shelby for 20% off. That supports this show. Most importantly, go make that blue sandwich, look up, and don't forget to dose yourself and others with extra vitamin joy.